Hey guys, this is Gabby Douglas. If you have an active lifestyle like me, hydration is key. That's why I love the hydration watermelon smoothie from Smoothie King. Blended with whole fruits, coconut water, and more electrolytes than some of the leading sports drinks. Hydration Watermelon is the cleaner way to hydrate with no artificial colors, flavors, or preservatives. So you can recover and perform at your peak ability during the summer heat. Order online or through the app for pickup or delivery. Smoothie King, rule the day. Welcome to Accelerate Your Business Growth with your host, Diane Helbig. Diane is a leading small business development and leadership coach, author, and speaker who is passionate about sharing valuable ideas, tips, and techniques with business professionals worldwide. Diane brings you the world's experts and gurus in all things business, whether it's sales, structure, social media, planning, or plateauing, guests bring their expertise and energy to each episode. When growing your business is your focus, Accelerate Your Business Growth is the show to listen to. Got a topic or guest suggestion? Let Diane know. The goal is to make sure you have the information you need to move your business forward. Thanks for joining us. Settle in and enjoy. Hi, everybody. Thank you so much for joining me. Today's podcast is sponsored by Audible.com. As most of you, I hope, know, Audible.com is a leading provider of spoken audio entertainment and information. Uh, Of course, they have audiobooks. I think that's what we know them for the most. Uh, But they have a lot of other content that uh, is wonderful. And even in this time that we're going through, I, I think can be even more valuable. Uh, you can get a free trial of Audible by going to audibletrial.com slash businessgrowth and check out the content for yourself. Over the years, uh, Accelerate Your Business Growth podcast has gained recognition, continues to be included on lists of the best podcasts to listen to for uh, business, sales, leadership, communication, uh, you know, you name it, if it has to do with business, uh, we are probably on the list. And I'm tremendously grateful for that, as well as for the guests who join me, who um, have created such great conversations that uh, it is the reason why we continue to gain that recognition. Uh, These are folks who have expertise in particular areas of business, and they join me to have a conversation uh, where they share that expertise with all of you. That way you can get the information you need and do better things in your business. Today is no exception. Uh, My guest today is Ellie Daly. Ellie was born in Singapore, moved back to her home country of England at 13, and plunged into British boarding school life before escaping to Italy after university and teaching English. Her first corporate gig back in London was with Morgan McKinley, a city headhunting firm where she started recruiting. From there, she moved to Dubai and spent three years exploring the Middle East and helping corporations set up in the DIFC. She moved to her birthplace 
of Singapore, where she taught English for a couple of years during the credit crunch before jumping back into recruiting and managing a regional recruitment team for Visa. After her daughter was born, she relocated to her husband's hometown of San Francisco and has been acclimating to the U.S. for the past five years. Her hobbies include books, photography, painting, yoga, and travel, as well as chasing her six-year-old around, who, you know, just might join us uh, for this conversation. Uh, thanks so much for joining me today, Ellie. Thank you so much for having me, Diane. Lovely to meet you. You as well. Um, so today we want to talk about uh, using technology as a recruiting tool, and it's especially relevant uh, given that we are recording this podcast uh, during the coronavirus uh, pandemic, where everyone has been sent home. So they're, they're currently, and for the foreseeable future, are, not, um, are, are no in-person uh, interviews, uh, filling out applications, that kind of thing. So uh, what are you thinking in terms of a shift that, that businesses should be thinking about, um, you know, some tools that they could be taking advantage of? Well, yes, that's a great question. Um, this is a brand new world for all of us. Um, it's a world though that I have, I'm very familiar with. I've always worked remotely well for the last five years and living um, thousands of miles of, away from friends and family. I've always been very um, familiar with all the video communication tools that are available and free. Um, and it's interesting to see people catch up slowly with this. Um, and even my dad is, is training his old timers on Zoom now and everybody's an expert <laughs> on Zoom. And you know, we're all kind of getting there. Um, and it's wonderful to see because the changes even in a couple of weeks, I have a, a, a local um, chamber um, com Chamber of Commerce meeting every Wednesday and, and you know slowly but surely people are kind of working out that they can see each other and that putting your hand in front of the camera isn't the best way to do things and you know lots of visitors <laughs> and it's it's I, I find it I, I, you know the, there's a lot of comedy involved in this despite all the tragedy and horrors and the economic disaster that will you know that comes of this there are small uh, mercies and I think some of that can be found through the ubiquitousness of, of video communication. Yeah. So it's a drum I've been I've been banging for a couple of uh, a couple of years now since I set up a video resume platform for recruitment. So you know I feel like this is a time for people to be more confident online, to be more confident on video, and to to put themselves out there in a way that they perhaps wouldn't ever have thought of doing before. Um, and from a business perspective, the fact that you can run an entire recruitment campaign remotely end to end um, using all the tools that are available is, is much more accessible and unfortunately much more necessary. It, it really is amazing. And, and before we started airing this, you and I were talking about wondering what it would have been like before all this technology if this situation had happened and we didn't have this sort of connectivity. I mean, as far as things shutting down, I, I think it would have been uh, dramatic. It wouldn't have been a, a sort of a, 
well, I don't want to say temporary, but like an immediate thing where we go, oh my God, what are we going to do? And then we stop and think, okay, wait, there's video, there's Zoom, there's Skype, there's Google Hangouts, there's, you know, FaceTime and yeah. Google Duo and all of these ways that we can be technically face-to-face -face with people. Yeah, and connected uh, through social media, through Slack, yeah. through emails and and just from text messages my screen time has gone up a lot um to the point where i have to actually take off my apple watch and put my phone on the other side of the room for a bit of a break um <laughs> but you know necessity is the mother of invention and now is the time for all yeah. these wonderful tools that have have solved this problem before to come into the forefront you know zoom's doing really well bless them i mean i didn't think they saw this going but their share prices have have rocketed um you know all of these tech companies are really coming into their own but possibly at the expense of everybody who you know isn't either online or doesn't quite know how to get online um yeah. if you're a hairdresser or a dentist or a chiropractor you know life is difficult at the moment um and there are certain things exactly. that will never be able to be online but it's all about and again invention reinventing yourself reinventing your business how do you get uh you know how do you record courses or you know learn um new tricks and um become multifaceted in a way that you probably didn't need to before right Right, exactly. Okay, so we're here now, and, and even if we weren't here, um, I, I think including technology in a recruiting process uh, feels to me like it, it is uh, more efficient and you know, potentially more effective than trying to do everything, uh, for lack of a better word, manually. So, Talk to me about, well, let's back up a little bit and let's talk about what you see hiring managers doing when, and what you've see, been seeing them do when they're trying to fill a vacancy, you know, things that maybe aren't quite working well for them. In this context, um, so let's use an example of your local supermarket, um, okay. which is a a very necessary um, urgent business requirement to have people who are brave enough to face the public to be out there you know feeding us keeping us alive um i have you know the 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 need is there that's where the recruitment will be happening so let's use yeah. them as an example okay um so typically in a standard recruitment process that would probably start online anyway you would advertise a vacancy on a job board and hope that candidates would apply you might also put up a sign in your window and you know run a careers board and and kind of try and get as much in, uh, to get as many candidates as possible the next stage is how I believe we can innovate, uh, which is that first impression. So right now, people would submit their resume. My view and my sort of goal as far as creating Intro 30 is for candidates to not only submit a resume, but to submit 
a video resume alongside that. So we at Intro 30 built a professional shareable profile for candidates as part of a recruitment platform. So they upload their resume, their location, their availability, their interests, their skills, as well as their resume in a PDF and Word, which is downloadable and keyword searchable. And then they record a 30 second video. So it's short, cuts you off at 30 seconds, so you can't keep going on about your favorite animals. Um, but you know, it's, it's quick, it's, on, it's, it's very democratized. You can't upload a video of you on your yacht. Um, this is you just saying hello and giving a good first impression, which is important as we all know in sales, you know, good first impressions impact yeah. sales. Yeah. Um, so especially when you're customer facing in this kind of environment, we want to see, like if I was running at this local supermarket, I would want people to work with me who were, you know, energetic, positive, happy to help, um, you know, robust and, and kind of keen to just get on with it and get stuff done. You know, we're ready to help. We're ready to turn up, you know, that kind of, that kind of energy cannot be, um, shown on a resume. It can right. only be shown either face to face or in this case on a 30 second video alongside the resume. So the, the hiring manager, the head of, uh, the supermarket can then see this, meet this person, face to face before you know anybody has to actually shake hands and then from there reach out conduct a video interview and then um you know get them hired i was on a, a webinar yesterday with leaders of of recruitment at glassdoor and pinterest and a few of the tech companies here and they're all saying you know any pushback from hiring managers that still need to meet people face to face is absolutely being squashed like no we can do this 100% remotely we have to do this 100% remotely we need to hire people we need to get people on board we can do the entire thing remotely um, via video the technology is there the appetite is there I mean it's a necessity now so we move forward so there's that impetus to not kind yeah. of dilly dally with hundreds of and i had a friend who was on ninth his ninth interview for a job and you just think for the same on. job for the same job and that's um you know it's quite common in large corporations you go through yeah. phases you i mean there's no time for that you need to make a decision quickly you need to get someone who's ready willing and happy to work um on on the ground so you know make the decision yes or no based on on what they've put forward in the way of a professional video resume on their resume and the way they turn up they show up that's what we need okay so if if uh, it sounds to me like what companies need to do is they need to adopt you know some sort of a platform where their policy now is when you apply you upload or you film at the time, you know, on the site, a 30 second video that comes along with your resume so that yeah. these companies, I would think would want to look at that first because that seems to be a pretty good first step qualifier. It's an excellent indicator of, of personality, attitude, demeanor, um, you know, how friendly they are, how respectful they are to the, to the camera, how, you know, um, succinct they can be, yeah. how that they are. It tells a lot about somebody. Um, and in normal times, it's a great way to 
to get to meet someone first. But in these times, it's a necessity. Um, there isn't the time to, well, you know, in some cases, maybe there is more time for recruiters to spend longer on the phone <laughs> with, with, with candidates. But I think using the supermarket as an example, um, you need to hire people who are going to turn up. Um, right. Smile on their face. Because um, that takes bravery in these, in these uncertain times. And you need brave people. Well, that's a really good point. So it, so it also feels to me like before a company does this, they need to be really clear about what they want people to do on that video. Like it's up to the company to say, here's, um, here's what we want from you. Well, okay. yes and no. I mean, okay. for, the, for the candidate, there's the video resume. So that's the same for everybody. It's 30 seconds long. Um, and it, you, uh, you know, if I'm a ca candidate, I'll send it to, you know, a hundred different companies. This is me. I'm not, it's like my resume. I'm not going to change it per job. Though okay. if I send it this to target, for example, and target needs me to answer three questions, then absolutely you can respond, <coughs> excuse me, with, with that. And then the candidate can conduct a video, which is a little bit more bitty. Um, companies like Spark Hire do that. It's kind of pre-recorded video interviews, which is fine. But I think at that point, you know, right now, you watch the video resume, you get them to introduce themselves in 30 seconds. <clears throat> Excuse me again. And then um, you conduct a, a, a Zoom right away. Okay. I'm going to take a quick sponsor break and then I have some more questions for you. Accelerate Your Business Growth Podcast is happy to be sponsored by Audible.com. Audible.com is a leading provider of spoken digital audio entertainment and information. They have thousands of titles to choose from, as well as podcasts, Audible originals, guided meditations, and more. One of my favorite audiobooks is Everyone Deserves a Great Manager by Scott Miller. For me, I love being able to listen to it anywhere and across my devices without losing my place. And I think you will too. So visit audibletrial.com slash businessgrowth to explore the variety of audiobooks and programs for yourself. Talk to me about process. If I'm a business owner and I need to be hiring um, or at least going through the um, interviewing, you know, applicant process because I may not need people right now, but boy, when we come out of this, I, I'm going to need them. Um, what is a process I would go through to make, you know, to, to set up the best system for using technology to do recruiting? Excellent question. So you're thinking, you know, I'm company A, I have uh, say 500 people working for me right now. We're on a little bit of a hiring break. So let's use this time to get our recruitment team um, to get into place, into order yes. a new system a process from A to Z, a to z um of recruiting remotely um yes. so how would that look so let's introduce from the beginning the sourcing methodology now that again is primarily online but there's all sorts of job board aggregators you can use and applicant tracking systems you can use um to to quick to, and most companies especially if you've got 500 people will have some kind of applicant tracking system 
in place. But there's lots of add-ons and lots of tools that you can do and to support smaller businesses. Um, I'm going to give you some examples of businesses that I've come across that have really cool tools for recruitment that you may not have heard of that you can integrate into standardized applicant tracking systems. Great. First, be chatbots. So there's a wonderful company called Zor, XOR.ai, and they have um, a wonderful chatbot technology that can um, answer a lot of questions for candidates. Um, so you could set that up so that your initial contact with candidates is much more in depth than just them applying for a job. They can then talk to a bot, ask a lot of questions about specific jobs or specific things. The bot will then, if the candidate passes a certain um, criteria, will then be able to set up interviews and schedule tools. So that's very clever. Yeah. Another tool you could use is um, it looks at um, the job description um, itself. So, you know, as you mentioned, a company needs to really know what it's looking for. And often a job description is put together very um, haphazardly, let's say. <laughs> um, and, uh, you know, the salesperson needs to do this and this, and it has to be these hours and it has to be this, which isn't terribly inclusive to say, you know, a working mother or this new remote situation, like how remote friendly is it? So to use a tool like that, that really looks at the job description, um, is quite, quite helpful. Another tool is to use psychometric testing. Um, I work closely with eTalent out of the UK that does job specific psychometric testing. So you can test a candidate based on the criteria that indicates success in that job. So, you know, if you're looking for an accountant, what kind of skill sets, soft skills would you like to have in that? person what kind of skills do you need if you're going to be a successful salesperson or a customer service person or whatever the job is they have a template that assesses the skill sets that would indicate success and grades them out of a hundred and then aggregates those candidates based on their responses um, as part of an applicant tracking system too they have an ATS and that's a very clever clever recruitment tool um, and then obviously, uh, intro 30, my, my little baby, um, which is all about accessing candidates and their 30 second, uh, video resumes. It's mainly aimed at sales candidates and graduates and mm. interns. Um, so not great for more of the experienced hires or senior hires. For that, again, you know, you need to be very active on LinkedIn. You need to probably pay through the nose for recruiter technology through LinkedIn. Um, but then everything can feed into one applicant tracking system and you can really clearly define the journey that the candidate would look, should go on. So what is the process? How are we going to do this? Do we get them to record another video? Do we go straight into a video first interview? who's going to be doing the first interviews, what is the process, who's the second interview with, and the third interview. Any more than three interviews is, you know, no. So <laughs> to really clearly define the process and the timeline that you're aiming to do this within, you know, your time to fill shouldn't go over four weeks. I really believe that. Um, the average is around three months to fill a job. Um, it doesn't need to be that long. You can do it quicker. 
you just need to make decisions faster and avoid losing the in candidate's interest. Um, but with this whole thing, 10 million unemployed, the power dynamics are going to be different. Yeah. A lot more people will be applying for roles. So often it's going to be a question of, okay, let's, let's, you know, the average role gets a hundred applications, um, 250 if it's a corporate job. Um, right now, I don't even know how many people are going to be applying for each job. So I think the question for the recruiter is how do I um, mitigate that risk? How do yeah. I, you know, really decide who to interview and who do I spend my time interviewing? So that's where the psychometric test um, yeah. facilities are really helpful to kind of narrow down the number of candidates that you need to, to be talking to. And then once that's been done, so say you get, you know, let's say we get a hundred applications, you can use the test to narrow down the top 10. You do a video screen with the top 10. Again, the second round is three people and the final round is down to the one and that person gets the job. And then you talk about onboarding and getting all that sort of process done. Again, there are wonderful tools to do that. Um, can I give any off the top of my head? But, you know, the process then is all remote all tool based and you haven't had to actually meet anyone face to face yet um until they join and even that can be done remotely a lot of companies do all of this remotely if you look at slack you look at zapier you look at um actually i don't know if slack's 100 percent remote but there's a number of 100 percent remote companies uh git lab um i put them all on a group on linkedin to try and you know, bring attention to companies like that who manage to run their entire businesses remotely. Um, and it can be done. Wow. That, that is crazy. And, and do you find um, that having a, a process in a system like this actually does shorten the process, you know, so it, it's, it's easier to whittle it down to oh. yeah um, <laughs> no good question i've always um, i've been in recruitment nearly 20 years and never has one process been identical for the next one job that comes in at the same company like every job is different every hiring manager is different every candidate is different and so it's a very difficult science um mm. and it's not really a science it's a bit of an art and you can generalize anecdotally about it but it's not that data heavy until you get to very, very large corporations. Um, then you can, you can add data to the process. For everything else, um, it is difficult to predict outcomes simply because people will let you down. Um, mm. People will drop out. Um, people will accept two, three jobs and then sort of not turn up on day one. Um, people don't turn up to interviews. People are progressively more unreliable. Um, so it's difficult to then be as black and white and sort of clear and scientific about a process when I say like a hundred people apply and if I can get 10, but how many of those 10 will actually show up and then I'm down to this and that, you know, and it, it's, yeah. it's very difficult to sort of then have clear data to follow. Um, people aren't cheap. And so it's very difficult to corral them into, into what you want them to do. 
it also definitely depends on the on the, the the company and the brand the recruitment branding of the of the company like when i worked for visa people would bite your hand off to work there whereas yeah. with smaller less known companies it's a lot more of a you know get to know us this is what we're really like and that takes a lot more time and people like shiny things and want to work at facebook and stuff like that you know you you're you're up against that competition but the chances are if you're a small and well-run kind environment that really looks after its people once you do hire somebody who kind of matches that value um the chance of them staying longer is higher so you hopefully don't need to do this process too often yeah because that, that's a big part of it too right that that if you don't have the infrastructure in place to make sure that uh the onboarding is good and that you know what they the experience they end up having once they're there is good then then you're in just in a loop yeah yeah and it's it's the fault on both sides i think um there's a lot of interesting research on this um, because I've always been fascinated by people who sort of smash interviews and are just brilliant and then they get there and they're just awful. Mm -hmm. um, and I've read an interesting article about the sort of element of sociopathy about people who can really say the right thing in an interview situation. But when it comes to reality, they just they, they know how to say it. They just don't know how to do it. And so it's a very different skill set. One is kind of a performance and the other is kind of day-to-day -day, uh, slog, which is very different and people don't have sticking power so much. Mm. Um, but yeah, I mean, again, it's a different, my solution to that and is to get people to work for a couple of days. Um, and if they are available to do that, that's a great way to kind of try before you buy, get them to come in you know, meet the team for a couple of days um, and really see what they're like in meetings, see what they're like to, you know, and they then also get a real impression of the business, of the environment and whether or not it's a good place for them to be. If that's not possible, um, then, you know, there's, there's, I'm, I'm a big believer in contract hires to, to start with and just to see how things go. It's just tricky in this country uh, without getting political, without any health insurance, um, to sort of do, do stuff like that. So you have to be a, a lot more careful about who you hire, I think, but right. it, it's, it's, an, it's a alchemy science. So it's just impossible to really gauge what someone's going to be like. Um, just get lots of references if you can. Um, and you know, look at their, their, I would really recommend three references if you possibly can. Well, I love this idea about having them work for a couple of days so they can see it and you can see them. That, that yeah. I like a lot. And if they are still working in another job, you know, get them to take a couple of days PTO. Yeah. And if they're committed and they're interested, you know, there's no harm, no foul for them to come in. Right. Right. Exactly. Okay. So, um, I'm always fascinated by this whole subject of recruiting because the things that that we are talking about are, you know, some of it is a cultural match. Um, some of it is really understanding what you want from 
a new hire, you know, what you're really looking for in an employee. And I think there's a lot of small business owners who there's a lot they don't know about a lot. Like they're really good at what they do. Yes. Right. They're not good at sales. They have no HR background. Uh, so, so sitting on that, like I know what to tell them about sales, but on the HR side, if they have no HR background and they're looking to hire, uh, what advice would you give them? Uh, <laughs> it's like we're starting any business. You suddenly become the head of HR, the head of legal, the head of IT, the head of sales, <laughs> the head of marketing. Um, it's, it's can be overwhelming. And I think um, what people often do is scratch the itch. So they, they knee jerk react into hiring the first person they see who's interested, who's available, who's affordable. Um, and they may not be the right person. Um, one of the biggest issues I see in, in Silicon Valley is what's termed as, as an intellectual monoculture, which comes from one or two founders who say went to school together, um, hiring other graduates from the same school who look the same, talk the same, think the same. And they end up just, you know, sort of creating these yes men or these sort of robots that look, that are very, very similar. Um, and it's familiarity and it's, it's natural. Our brains do this. We, we are, unless we're brain dead, we're biased towards the familiar. So if someone's, you know, if I ever I hear someone with a British accent, I'm like, oh, hello, you know, <laughs> it's like, oh, you sound familiar, um, which is quite nice in, in, in a foreign country. And you do sort of um, often have a lot in common and that's very nice. But to be aware of doing that in a hiring situation um, is quite important because soon, you know, if everybody agrees on everything, then nothing, it stagnates and nobody says no nobody questions the boss it becomes a bit of a personality cult and suddenly you're getting kind of nowhere fast um and i think that to have that diversity from day one to say okay look let's make a real concerted effort here to hire people who don't look like us or who don't come from the same country as us or who don't necessarily have the same schooling as us or you know who come from completely different company sizes that's you know we're a startup do we want someone from a large corporation or do we want someone else who started in a smaller kind of environment like what really do we think we need and let's be brutally honest about our weaknesses you know for example me i am terrible at all things kind of forms and finance and government related so you know my husband bless him does most of that stuff just because you know it brings me out and hide so it's like be honest about yeah. what you hate doing even if it's you know a vital part of the business. I'm not, I, I don't like selling, but it's without it, then the company is nothing. So you yeah. need to be able to sell. Um, but there's certain things that you can outsource. There's certain things that you need to be aware of you're not being good at and then be quite careful about who you hire to fill that gap. Yeah, I, I, I so agree with that. I think we want people who are, are different from us, have a different background, maybe we're in different industries because they bring a whole other thought process and you can't, you can't grow a business if everyone is used to the same sort of thing because they don't think about improving anything or changing anything. Absolutely, they go through the motions. Mm -hmm. And if it's, you know, I remember reading somewhere the, the worst 
words you hear at a business is we've always done it this way. Right. Um, and the minute you hear that, it's like, you know, there goes innovation out the window and, and it's, um, it's time to shake things up. Right. Right. That should be the indicator, right? That, it, that it's time to do something different. Absolutely. Wow. Um, okay. And, and moving forward, uh, you know, looking at the future, I mean, we were sort of thrown into this whole thing. So I think yes. a lot of companies are going to make some dramatic changes. Um, how do you see technology playing in the future of recruiting? In recruiting specifically, um, I do think we are going to have to become a lot more uh, comfortable and familiar with this video piece. I think we're also going to have to <clears throat> become a lot more comfortable letting our team be remote. Um, I think there's going to be a lot of people desperate to get back into the office, but a lot of people who are kind of like, oh, this is nice. I, quite, I can do everything here from home. Yeah. Um, and that's a bit of a mind blown moment uh, for a lot of businesses. And I think that one of the, the key issues people have had um, historically with remote working is, is that trust element. Yeah. Um, that, you know, if you, we can't see you, you're not working, um, which I think is a bit connected to recruitment because if you <laughs> hire people you don't trust then there's something wrong with your recruitment process yeah. you know I mean? <laughs> so it's like well if you don't trust them to work from home why didn't why did you hire them yeah um so i think a lot of navel gazing around how businesses function um will lead back to slightly looking at the questions they ask during interview and the way that they run their business in general to really max and, and a lot of people will have a lot of companies will have now invested in sort of these robust uh, communication tools which they're going to want to use and it's not going to go away so even if it's not everybody can work from home all the time it's everybody can work from home you know a couple of days a week let's try and be a little bit more family friendly and now we know what that actually means right um you know rather than just paying it lip service Okay, I, I, I tend to agree with you. I, I think this is just such a, an interesting experience, um, experiment that, that yes. we are in. Do you think uh, a company can be successful in the future with um, gaining good talent or even functioning at all uh, without embracing uh, a technology component? I think it really depends on the type of business we're talking about. Okay. Um, if you're talking about a high street, shop, high street, main street um, kind of environment. Again, if you're talking about hairdressers and chiropractors and dentists who need to be there physically and touching other humans, um, I don't think, I think we'll just get back to business as usual once this is over, apart from maybe a few people who have branched out or who have kind of looked at the alternatives of doing things and are really enjoying that. Um, the reality is I think a lot of people will be relieved when this is over to get back to a normality that they're familiar with. 
Yeah. Um, for all sort of online, you know, I call them the desktop warriors, um, the people who are working at desks and who have technology in their lives in some form or another. Absolutely. I think this will be their, their moment, really. This is a chance for them to sort of say, look, um, I'm capable of so much. I can do so much from home. Um, you know, give me the freedom and the trust to run with this. Um, and any company that doesn't embrace that when they are hiring are going to lose out on a lot of candidates. They already do. Uh, you know, I think millennials count flexibility as in working from home as, you know, one of the top three things they look for when they are looking for a job, um, more so than money. So it's very valuable to us as, as, as um, candidates that there is that flexibility. So I think if a company doesn't embrace what technology can do for their employer, employees and their candidates, they're going to be stuck. Um, but for conventional in-person jobs, I think things will probably go back to normal if they haven't discovered like the wonders of Intro 30 and other video tools. Um, for their recruitment and how much time it saves them. Um, right. I do have a feeling it might just lag back, but I think this is a great boost for companies like Zoom. Um, I met a lady yesterday who started up Meet Fox, which is um, a bit like Zoom, except it has um, sort of so many functionalities for companies to run sort of consulting. So you have a paywall and you can just press a button and it's a bit like Calendly, but it sets everything up for you. And, you know, this is their time. This is a great time for them to really be useful so that people who say did not have that technology before can embrace it and say, okay, you know, let's make the most of all these free months that people are giving out to test and to get to know all these different tools. Which one do I like the best? which one am I going to invest my time into and integrate and how I can now, is that if I'm a counselor or if I'm a, um, you know, physical instructor, uh, you know, a, a personal trainer, a yoga instructor, my yoga instructor is doing calls like three zoom calls three times a week. It's fantastic. Now maybe yeah. he'll be doing that. Um, you know, there's all these different ways that people, maybe they'll love it and maybe they won't. We, we just don't know. We, I'm, I'm just taking one day at a time. I think pretty much everyone is yeah. uh, it, because we, there's so much we don't know uh, about what's going on. And at the same time, we have time that we didn't necessarily have before to be checking out these things. Well, and that depends if you have children or not. <laughs> well, that's true. <laughs> right. I think those without children are like right. shaking their heads going like, oh my God, we didn't do this. Like those poor parents. I know. Ugh. I, I am so glad my <laughs> kids are grown. I'll tell you what, I would not want to be in that boat. I have great uh, empathy for all you younger parents. But you'll get through it. Right. Well, and actually, my kid's been great. I think she's loving this. I mean, can you imagine being sort of six and no school? Yeah, boy. Uh, it's, 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 yeah, it's just the teenagers, as we were saying earlier. I think that's hard on them. But the little Definitely. ones, uh, yeah, loving all yeah. this time with mom and dad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, so, well, Ellie, I really appreciate the information. I think it is so fascinating. 
Um, and will you tell the listeners how they can find you and how they can learn about your program? Sure. So I'm Ellie at intro30.com. Um, you can check out intro30.com. I also have a consulting business called HGP Global. So that's um, www.hgpglobal.com. That's hiregoodpeople.com. Um, global. HGP Global. And um, yeah, happy to talk to anybody right now for free. If you want to have a talk about your career options um, or talk about your business options as to how to get online cheaply and quickly, um, I'm happy to help. Awesome. That is really great. Well, as I said, thank you so much for sharing this information. It, it uh, is so timely. It, it's a little crazy. Uh, and I would like to thank our sponsor, audible.com. Uh, sign up for a free trial by going to audibletrial.com slash businessgrowth and explore the audiobooks, the guided meditations, uh, Audible originals, just all the stuff they've got going on and see what resonates with you. As always, continue to prosper and be curious. And until we meet again on another episode of Accelerate Your Business Growth, goodbye and good day. Me, 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 but also you. <laughs> the Pharaoh fast forwards his favorite foreign film. Powder donut. <clears throat> okay, what's my line? Uh, the only line I see here on the script is get options based on your budget with the name your price tool from Progressive. Oh man, that's a tongue twister, huh? I'm sorry, I'm gonna need a few more minutes. <clears throat> bulbous walrus, the bulbous walrus. The name your price tool, only from Progressive. The owl ran afoul of the comatose coxswain. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates price and coverage match limited by state law. Me, 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 but also you. <laughs> the Pharaoh fast-forwards his favorite foreign film. Powder donut. <clears throat> okay, what's my line? Uh, the only line I see here on the script is get options based on your budget with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. Oh, man, that's a tongue twister, huh? I'm sorry, I'm going to need a few more minutes. <clears throat> bulbous walrus, the bulbous walrus. The Name Your Price tool, only from Progressive. The owl ran afoul of the comatose coxswain. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. My name is Cindy Burnett, and each week I interview at least two traditionally published authors on my podcast, Thoughts from a Page. We talk spoiler-free about their books, so you can listen whether you have read the book or not. And then we delve into things that you most likely won't hear about anywhere else. The importance of the cover design, why they included various aspects of the story, personal details about both the books and the author's lives, and so much more. You can find the podcast on every major platform and learn more about it on my website, thoughtsfromapage.com. Thanks so much for checking it out.